chat for like an hour and just shoot the shit because there's plenty of shit to talk about oh yeah oh cordell's recording so listeners i had the brilliant idea of what if we were too lazy to actually watch a movie and what if you just wanted to hear us bullshit about stuff and also i wanted to drink like five beers and enjoy the thanksgiving holiday so i was like let's bother cordell uh, well, you know, I'm perfectly fine with that. Uh, well, his mistake was saying, well, I'm not up to anything tonight. So I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, so the big news of the hour. I mean, I got a lot to talk about, actually. Uh, you know, Let's start with some happy stuff, dude. I got a fucking figure deal. Ooh, the other tell, day. Me more, tell me more. 
So I was walking through my local Walmart, and on the clearance aisle, they had some NECA figures. They never have NECA figures. Yeah, my Walmart has some NECA uh, figures on clearance, but, like, they've been sitting there forever. They got, like, the Ninja Turtle Shredder, the werewolves from American Werewolf in London. The oh, dude. What's the, uh, well, that's what I was going to say. I got the black and white Wolfman for 15 bucks because I was like, you lucky fuck. Mine's 18. At my Walmart, it's 18. Oh, wow. Dude, that's that's pretty dope, though. Like, any NECA figure for fucking 15 bucks? I call I call that a solid deal. Oh, by the way, if I uh, go MIA for a second, um, I'm keeping an eye on the time because I'm bidding on some uh, Tales from the Crypt stuff from eBay. It's funny, I'm looking at a Blu-ray Black Friday sale right now. Oh no, somebody's got a, uh, it's a, you know those window clings? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those static window decorations? It's two sheets of four complete 90s vintage Tales from the Crypt window clings. Ooh, very nice, very nice. Yeah, I kind of want it. That's pretty dope. And it's only nine fifty. Well, someone said nine fifty. Bidding ends at eleven forty-five, so I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait till the last minute. I'm gonna be one of those assholes. How many people have bid on it? Uh, four people, or it might just be Mm -hmm. two people, maybe one other person. How it could just Adam, be, I'm, how you know it could just be the person who listed it bidding on it trying to raise the price up. You know, I'm going to eBay right now. I'm looking at this. Oh, uh, I see vintage tales from the clipped window clings, thirty-five. Oh, is it nine fifty four bids? I see this one. Yep, that's Let's what see I'm here. Doing. Yeah, that's pretty fucking dope, dude. If I can, get I gotta the- watch. Uh, you know what, Cordell? You are the first like Tales from the Crypt fanatic I've known. I, I've seen the first season. I need to actually go through and watch the rest. I own all seven seasons. Now I, the Santa I, episode is a yearly watch for me. Oh yeah, the Santa episode is a classic. You know another one that I, I think is that. a classic? The episode uh, where the guy. I think it's in the first season where the guy who's like uh by day he's an executioner at a prison. He runs the electric trail. Oh, so he, yeah, 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 I do remember He's that. going around electrocuting everybody. I vaguely remember that. Yes. Vaguely. Yeah, I need to go back and go back. Well, because I, I got my body on DVD, like, back in high school and watched through it all. And then, like, I don't even know where that DVD is right now, to be honest with you. Buried somewhere in my parents' house. Well, for a while, you could get the whole... Is it is that out of print? I know for a while, you could get, like, the whole series at Walmart. So, I also have... Um, a couple years ago, I bought a horror edition of Trivial Pursuit. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to play some horror trivia after... What, on air? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, I, I have a fun piece of trivia from for our Friday part seven, actually, that um, I was listening to another podcast about it. And I realized and, uh, 
I have a, a funny little aside about Friday Part 7. But I guess I'll save it. I'm sure there has to be a website you can go to that's got trivia questions for me. Uh, all right, let me see what I can dig up here at a moment's notice. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, dude, I'm uh, kind of winging this. I'm going to go see Thanksgiving. This is this is the segue from the figure thing, because I see there's a whole plethora of Thanksgiving merch you can buy. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm still waiting for them gonna, to, to put out a Maniac Cop figure. Meanwhile, Eli Voth immediately got a Thanksgiving figure for his movie. You know, it's getting really good reviews, and I'm really excited to go see it because everyone says it's a really good slasher film. But in the original trailer, I don't like the killer's mask, I got to say, in the new movie. Because in the OG Grindhouse trailer, it just was like he just had like a black hood on or something. Um, But in the new one, he's got this like stupid pilgrim mask on that I think looks pretty lame. But what I actually like it. I think it kind of. I think it would be kind of cool if the killer was actually wearing a pilgrim outfit, though. He's just, just kind of got like a pilgrim mask and a pilgrim pilgrim hat. All right, here I got. Okay, I got some. I got I got a hundred horror movie questions pulled up. Ugh, but yeah, I'm excited for that, and then I'm gonna go see uh, Napoleon. Uh, you excited for that, Ridley Scott? I mean, I can't say I am. I haven't really been keeping track of it. I'll watch it. I hear it's supposed to be, like, a big, epic production. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I really like uh, Joaquin Phoenix. So that should be pretty good. You you really like Little Short Frenchman? <laughs> you know it. Joker, man. Joker is a great movie. Uh, did you catch that one? Oh, Joker? Yeah. Yeah, I saw it. I went to the theaters to see it. Good stuff. I dug it. I don't know that it like needs a sequel, necessarily. No, and it, it definitely doesn't need Lady Gaga as Holly Quinn. Yeah, that's... I don't know. That's a tough sell. Uh, I don't know. I have to, I have to see the trailer. That movie worked really good as like a standalone, just a standalone movie. Speaking of comic book movies, though, the fucking how about the Marvels, dude? That shit bombed. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to go see it, so I guess I'll just be waiting till it comes out on Disney Plus. Yeah, it's kind of I mean, as the self-proclaimed Disney hater on this podcast, I mean, I'm not like. I don't know. I feel bad because, like, I'm sure it doesn't probably deserve all the hate, but well, yeah, yeah. Disney. I don't know. The, like, the people that I've been seeing have been saying, you know, it's not a bad movie. It's not great. It's not bad. It's not horrible. It's just kind of like middle tier. Yeah, I, th- I think we're just at the atmosphere, though. Like, I don't I mean, I know that people talk about the superhero fatigue a lot, but I think it's real, dude. I think your general mass audiences, like if it's not like something special, like they just don't give a shit about superheroes anymore. You know what I mean? Oh, well, yeah. That's like I, and them announcing that Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. might come back. I mean, I oh, that's, that's just pandering. 
Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I can't help but see that as they're getting desperate to get butts in the seat. Nobody likes the new Avengers, so they're like, well, let's bring back the old ones. Even though they beautifully wrapped up the old Avengers storylines in Endgame. That's the issue with these new movies, right? They've been going the whole, like, multiverse route and all that. But, like, as soon as you go into that, it doesn't it kind of, like, cheapen the brand? You know what I mean? Not like, really, because I, like sto- I like multiverse stories. I like it when comic books and that go into the multiverse, whether it's Marvel, DC. I always kind of like it when our heroes get put into, like, a world that's different than theirs. Yeah, I guess so. I do like, like, one-off kind of, like, you know, one-shot sort of stories. But I don't know. I think I think Disney's fucking up hard this year. And you know what? It's you know what? They deserve it. You know, it's just like, uh, you know, Westerns were big in the 50s, the 80s. We had the slasher boom like the superhero thing. Can't it can't go on forever. You know, what I mean, I'm not saying it'll ever go away. But, you know, we had the 2010s were the golden era. And now, you know, it is something else is going to come up and replace it. Oh, I think what the problem is, is like Marvel and DC, too. I mean, it's not just Marvel, but DC and Marvel, they're just pumping out movies. And you know what the worst part is, is the the, the product that they're pumping out. They're not. They're just pumping them out like every year. It's a new Marvel movie. And I have to question, like, how much work is going in on these movies? Because a lot of these movies, the story is not great. And it's like, I feel like Marvel is more concerned about just pumping it out than actual, like, you know, story control. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think they're really caring about the quality of the product. Oh, it's just like what they did with Star Wars when they got that and they were like, all right, we're going to put out a movie a year. And then, you know, that lasted like five years and then that died. (laughs) Okay, but I can tell you where they fucked up with Star Wars. They fucked up with Star Wars by, first of all, they really fucked up by completely throwing out the extended universe canon and said, we're going to make our own canon. When Kathleen Kennedy went on live, like, she legit said this. She says, well, it's really hard to make new Star Wars stories because there's no existing uh, lore for us to go off of. And I'm like, bitch. (laughs) There's, like, been Star Wars lore ever since Return of the Jedi came out. In fucking 1983. That's mm-hmm. what all the comic books, all the books, all the stories about Luke and Mary Jade and the solo My kids fi- and the Yuvong, the Yuvong, the God, what the fuck were they called? I, I know what you're talking about. I, I, I can't pronounce it, though. Yeah. The, but yeah, the, man. Oh, the Yuvong Vong. That's Did you ever... Did you ever read the Thrawn trilogy? That's Dude, like basically like a sequel trilogy. Like Heir to what the Empire? 
Yeah, dude, that's some of my, like, favorite, like, Star Wars media ever. Like, in a perfect world, I wish you would have gotten those as movies, because those stories kick ass. Let me tell you this. I th- because they just announced that um, Dave Filoni has been named in charge of all creative choices for Star Wars at Disney. Mm-hmm. And that's good, because everything that Filoni has been doing, whether it's Rebels, um, you know, Bad Batch, Andor, Obi-Wan, Ahsoka... Anything that he's been working on that's got his name attached to it, I think, has been really good. Because he understands what Star Wars is. And he, you know, Filoni has been, is able to build the Star Wars universe without solely focusing on the Skywalker family. Mm-hmm. And that. And so I really like that about Filoni. I think he's really good for Star Wars. Whereas Kathleen Kennedy, when they made the sequel trilogy, their whole uh, deal was, oh, well, how can we just take Star Wars and make it to modern day ideology? Like, oh, we have to have. And I don't want to come off like. I like Daisy Ridley. I like um, Oscar Isaac, John Boyega. Those actors, I have nothing against them. They are great actors. But but the movies. <laughs> I really think, like, the fact that um, Ray is able to just pick up a lightsaber and just go one-on-one with Kylo Ren in a lightsaber match at the end of Force Awakens without any fucking training. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't like the term Mary Sue because I think that has an ugly, you know, connection to it. But I really feel like Kathleen Kennedy's point was, well, how can I take this property and get rid of all those old chauvinist stereotypes and all those old ideas and make it more hip and modern and quote unquote woke. I don't even think it's, it's so much about being woke. I think it's just that they were lazy. I mean, if you look at the force awakens, that's just a very lazy, like, I mean, and I, I don't even think the force awakens on its own is like a bad movie. Really? I mean, I think it looks good. It's got some good stuff in it, but, uh, it's you know they're just taking the first star wars move they literally looked at the first star wars and were like yeah let's make something that's basically like that luke, you know what i mean that. like they, they didn't luke they, they did didn't that. really no. do anything like if you go what? to the next movie the last jedi it's a complete it's like a mishmash of return of the of return of the jedi and um empire strikes back you got giant walkers on a planet that's ice but it looks like snow and then you have the scene where the Darth Vader like character takes the Jedi before the big bad and you think and then you get like this big like fight scene in the throne room I mean it's just all fucking the entire sequel trilogy was just let's pick the best part of the original trilogy and go off that yeah and that's what I think 
But you know what? It, else it's kind of interesting because if you if you look at the just for one second, if you can look if you look at the sequel trilogy, you can see why they made all the decisions they did, right? Like you can tell like what's going on in their mind. But what's so frustrating is like every impulse they had, at least looking back on it, you know, four years past. Uh, Jesus Christ, we're like four years after the last one, dude. Isn't that crazy? Um, four years later, you can be like, well, every decision they made was the wrong decision. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, like like uh, the Last Jedi, right? Like, is um, is Ryan Johnson is like deconstructing Star Wars, right? Um, but that's not what you should have fucking done with it, you know? Um, and it's like they're so. Uh, like just to get really nerdy about the last jedi for a second i love kylo the one part i really like is kylo ren's character arc in the last jedi right uh because and you can feel free to disagree or not kylo ren in the last jedi basically becomes a sith lord but the issue is disney was like well we can't even reference the sith you know what i mean so they don't even call it out but that's basically his journey right that is until they throw that out in the rise of skywalker and then the rise of skywalker well dude that movie i don't even want to think about that movie that movie is a fucking that movie i i I hate that i like (laughs) here's the problem is i like rise of skywalker a lot more than i like the last jedi Oh, it's so soulless, dude. I'm sorry, but The Last Jedi pissed me off so bad. Like, the what they did with Luke's character and... Oh, like you said, Rian Johnson. He was deconstructing Star Wars. It's like, oh, everything that ha- everything that you learned about this universe now from Force Awakens, it doesn't matter. Snoke, where, who is he? Where does he come from? Doesn't matter. Luke doesn't matter. Yeah, and I mean, even just from a plot structure, you can't tell me they go from blowing up the Starkiller base and then like two days later, the rebels are on the back foot. That makes no sense. <laughs> like just when you're you're when you're starting opening of the movie is that big of like a fucking stupidity, like, you know, you're in trouble. Well, yeah, I mean, if you look at the if you look at uh, what Empire Strikes Back and A New Hope. Between blowing up the Death Star and A New Hope to the Battle of Hoth in Empire, I mean, there was like a year's difference in between those movies. Mm-hmm. I think canonically there was a year. Yeah, no, it's uh, I don't, I just see, but here's the thing: what I would say to you was yeah, Disney ahead. fucked up when they had Rian John when they took J.J. Abrams and said, "You make this one, fire J.J." Then told me and Johnson, you'll make this one. And then Last Jedi got so much backlash, so they fired me and Johnson and brought JJ back and says, okay, now we need you to do damage control. Yeah, and that's, that's why I think – so what I will say is The Last Jedi, even if I disagree with a lot of it, at least Ryan Johnson is trying to do his own thing. The Rise of Skywalker is just two hours of fucking Disney is like – you you know there was a Disney board like breathing down J.J. Abrams' neck, and they were like, "All right, you must do this. You must do that." You know what I mean? Like it's just so fucking stupid that movie. Let me and ask don't you even, something. Let me ask just the you fact something. that doesn't bringing Palpatine back doesn't that undermine the redemption of Anakin Skywalker? 
Oh, yeah, no, it's dumb. It's so fucking dumb. There's no buildup to it at all in any of the previous movies. But what is the line? It's the worst line in the whole fucking thing when Poe is like, somehow, Palpatine returned. It's it's fucking stupid. Like, he, uh, he, here's the thing. So, And, and I feel bad for Ian McDermott. <laughs> here's the problem, Luke, is because Disney did all that crap with, the prequel with the sequel trilogy, Dave Filoni, like it was in the it was in one of the seasons of The Mandalorian, where Mando and his team attack uh like old Imperial base, mm-hmm. and they go in there and you kind of and you get like Easter eggs of like the Imperial cloning projects and they're trying and like you you get like a quick cut i think of like a snoke clone so it's kind of like so by disney doing that with the sequel trilogy dave filoni had to go with his shows and be like well i kind of have to put stuff in my shit now to explain how we're going to go from here to the first order later on yeah, and that's what's so fucking frustrating about the sequel trilogy, right? Is it takes place, what, like 20 years or something years. after Return of Jedi's? Okay, so, and I'm just going to go back to circling back around, like, Heir to the Empire, if you remember that. Have you watched Ahsoka yet? No, and I'm not going to. I don't care. <laughs> no, you, I mean, they actually have Thrawn in the show. It. I mean, the guy that plays Thrawn in the show was the guy that voiced him on Rebels. And okay, that, yeah, but... But but you know what? It's so good because even if Thrawn is in, like, three episodes of Ahsoka, he has more of a menacing presence in that show than Snoke or Kylo Ren did in any of the sequel films. Yeah, but that show still has to adhere to the canon, doesn't it? Or are they just doing their own thing with it? I don't know, but I, I would if I were you, I would watch Ahsoka. I, I I recommend the show. I think it's pretty fucking good. Like I said, I like everything that Dave Filoni has put his name on. I like the Clone Wars TV show. I like Rebels. I like Mandalorian. I like all these, all these more recent Star Wars shows. Maybe with the exception of Andor, I really didn't understand Andor that much. The period post-galactic civil war. No, Andor, Andor actually takes place before the original trilogy. Andor is kind of like a prequel to Rogue One. Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Cordell. Oh, yeah, you were cutting out there. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay, yeah, I can hear you. Okay, yeah, you were cutting out there. You're saying Andor takes place. Yeah, Andor takes place before the original trilogy because it's a prequel to Rogue One. Yeah, I've heard really good things about that. Now, let me tell you this. Disney may have fucked up on the sequel trilogy, but I really do like Rogue One. 
Oh yeah, R- Rogue One is the best movie they've made. Honestly, it's a uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a uh, it's a good story. It's a uh... it's a Star Wars movie. Yeah, I, I mean the last half hour of that when it just turns into fucking what I like to call it. It's like Saving Private Ryan, basically, in like the Star Wars universe. That's a lot of fun. And I'm gonna, uh, I mean when I'm gonna when Vader pops now. up. Oh. Dude. That th- that last scene of Rogue One, when Vader like just starts fucking people up in the hallway, I want a standalone Darth Vader movie. Yeah, that's uh, that's like the best scene, uh, dude. I saw that movie three times in theaters, and every single time it was like, yeah. <laughs> And you know what? I, I like that movie a lot because it actually, spoiler, it has the balls to, you know, kill off all, everybody. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, going into the movie, I was like, nah, they're not going to actually kill people. But yeah, they uh, everyone goes down. Unless Disney um, found a way to be like, oh, well, actually, Andor and uh, Jin they managed to like dig themselves a hole in the sand and they saved themselves. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I like Rogue One a lot. I mean, that's uh, I, I highly, I mean, that's the one movie that I really, I really do enjoy. Um, I, I mean, I love the whole, uh, the blind guy, Donnie Yen. He's awesome. And his, uh, his life partner who, who basically they're gay, but Disney isn't allowed to say that they're pretty cool. Uh, yeah, they got even CGI. Peter Cushing is fun, you know, and they, they blow the shit out of that one planet. <laughs> but uh, that just goes, but that just goes to show you, Cordell, right? Like Disney's best movie, all it is is it's just a bunch of callbacks that make us think about the original trilogy, right? It's not like they're doing anything unique or uh, new, you know. You know what I would like Disney to do, actually, or at least Dave Filoni to do. What? You know how he did Rebels and Clone Wars? Mm-hmm. I would love him to make a CGI animated cartoon in the spirit of those movies, but set during the Galactic Civil War. That would be cool. So, like, between, like, show us, like, battles between A New Hope, Empire, and Jedi. Show us what, you know, Luke and Leia did for that year before they rescued Han Solo. Oh, I oh wait, that's not canon anymore. That would be cool, but you'd have to uh, you'd have to recast, you know. Oh, well, but you said animated, okay. Yeah, yeah so they that. could just you know voice acting. Like it's not like they got Carrie Fisher to do the voice of Leia in Star Wars Rebels. See what I what I would like to see honestly is I I've, I've been saying this for years I want a live action like Band of Brothers series but just let's follow I just want to follow like a clone squad during the Clone Wars that'd be cool that would be really cool you know that show that they got right now the Bad Batch which is mm-hmm. about a group of clones trying to you know survive the galaxy post you know Revenge of the Sith Order sixty six that's a really good show. Hmm. I'll have to check it out. Oh. All right. Are the listeners sick of us talking about Star Wars yet? <laughs> Probably. 
Do we even have any listeners? Has anyone like talked to us on our Facebook group? <laughs> Reach out, people. Well, we have to have some listeners because I go on my uh I look at my uh statistics on the website and it shows like people listen to our shit. So somebody likes listening to us. <laughs> All right, let's get to the big news story though, Cordell. The thing of the hour. Oh my gosh! If this is and what first I think of all, of, mm, I'm so let me, angry about this. Let me pour out a shot because we need to pour out a drink because that drink, Cordell, is for the Scream series. Rest in peace because it is dead, deader than dead as of this recording. Because if you, our fine listeners, have not heard the news. Uh, and we're not going to get overly political here. I'm just reporting the news. Uh, I'll get political. What's her name? Uh, Melissa Barrera, who played Sam, has been fired from Scream 7. And don't believe the headline that she left. She's been fired. And as of today, uh, the biggest star right now. What's her name, Cordial? Jenna Ortega. <laughs> Jenna Ortega has left Scream 7. So the two main characters. You know, the foundation of this new trilogy are gone, and we will probably never see them again. So there goes the Scream series. <laughs> yeah, well, not unless uh, we can figure out, not unless they can figure out a way for Spyglass to lose the rights to the franchise. Uh, and you know what, Cordell? I, I gave like a cursory glance at what she said. And I didn't think it was that like political, at least to me. I don't know. Okay, so for those, okay, I guess now we can give context to the listeners. So Melissa Barrera has been very vocal about the conflict going on right now between Israel and Hamas in Palestine, like in the Gaza Strip, mm-hmm. and. She referred to what's going on as a genocide. Now, I do not care, you know, a lot of these, like, younger generation, like, Gen Z kids are, like, being really stupid on social media and, you know, sympathizing with Hamas and shit like that. No. That's not Hamas is not they're not good people. Fuck but, no. But what is go what Israel is doing, and I'm not saying Israel like the Israeli people. I'm talking about Netanyahu, Ben Netanyahu, the Prime Minister of Israel, whatever the hell his title is. I think it's Prime Minister. Yeah, we're not we're not putting an opinion out here, listeners. All right, so don't try to cancel us here. <laughs> we're like a nut. We're like a nothing podcast. I highly doubt they can cancel us. We're giving uh, you just the facts. But Netanyahu and the Israeli government and the IDF, the Israeli Defense Force, they have more or less thrown out the rules of warfare 
Like all those rules that we have set in place have just been tossed out the fucking window. Now, as everyone knows, on October, what was it, October 7th? Uh, yeah, exactly. October like that. 7th, that Hamas attacked a concert in Israel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, killed a bunch of people, kidnapped, hot, took hostages. It, I mean, it was fucking horrific. Mm-hmm. And Netanyahu's response was... No surrender, nothing like this. We're at war. We're not going to stop until Hamas is completely stamped out. You got to, and I mean, he used the words, you, you can't negotiate with animals or some shit like that. Mm hmm. And the relentless bombing in the Gaza Strip has unfortunately killed a horrendous amount of civilians. Yeah, I did read that. And, you know, that's it's just sad, you know, like and I know the the Hamas is like using civilians as like human shields, basically. But the problem is, it doesn't feel like Israel or and when I say Israel, I'm not talking about the people. I'm talking about its government. It does not feel like Israel gives a shit about that. They are just. If if they can kill the Hamas individual. Who cares about collateral damage? That is what it really is starting to look like on Israel's side. And, uh, you know, for obvious reasons, a lot of people around the world are horrified at what's going on and are calling for a ceasefire. That is what Melissa Barrera has been trying to do, calling for a ceasefire. Now. Did you see Spyglass's response to after they fired her? Uh, no, but I know that they tried to claim that Jenna Ortega leaving was due to, uh, you know, scheduling conflicts. <laughs> so Spyglass put out a statement after they fired Melissa and said, we have a zero tolerance policy for anti-Semitism, uh, trivializing the Holocaust, false claims of genocide. And hate speech. Nothing Melissa Barrera said was hate speech. Nothing she said was um, anti-Semitic. Yeah, I mean, call me, call me. I mean, I it it, it looked like she was just calling for peace, you know. Like I don't, uh, I don't know. No, I, I don't get why people something. are so up in arms. I did see something where Melissa Barrera had posted a status about claiming that Israel has like a multi-billion dollar PR campaign. You know, people who don't know PR stands for public relations. And people are using that and being like, well, see, she's saying that she's saying anti-Semitic stuff. Doesn't every fucking country have a multi-billion dollar PR thing going on? Trying to make itself look good to the world? Mm-hmm. Well, especially during war, right? And you see this during the Ukraine war as well. Like, every in our social media-ized world, every side, you know, is totally invested in saying, like, you know, our side is the right side. 
So it's not it's not inaccurate to say that. You know what I mean? Every every side engages in propaganda. I th- what well, it just really angers me that Spyglass. Not only did they fire Melissa, but now they have tried to attack her character by claiming that she's anti-Semitic, that she's trivializing the Holocaust, that she's crying genocide. If you look at what has been going on in Gaza, the international court would probably label that as a war crime. And or genocide. Well, just as, just as like a casual dude, right? Like you know, I go on CNN. Like I try to I try to look at pretty neutral shit. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, I mean, all the all the news is about the civilians getting killed. You know, like it's uh, I, I don't know. It's just it, it, I woke up this morning to the news and I was like, well, that's fucking like seems like a giant overreaction. You know. <clears throat> But it just, you know, it's just sad. I I have to stress. I have to fucking stress. I am not poo-pooing on the citizens of Israel. Like, as far as I'm concerned, the only victims in this entire conflict are the citizens of Gaza, the Palestinians, and the Israelis. Like, the Israeli citizens. I mean, it, what what kind of gets overlooked is Netanyahu is not very popular in his country. They just had, like, not a few months ago, they were protesting against him. So, oh, really? Yeah. Like, he is not a popular man in his country. The only people, the only villains in this entire conflict are Hamas and the Israeli government. Because what was it you sent me? A friend of yours told you? They've been killing each other for a thousand years, and a thousand years from now, they'll still be killing each other? Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, my general... That's my general general opinion of the Middle East as a whole, right? Is a hundred years ago, those, you know, the Arabs and Israelis were killing each other, and guess what? A hundred years from now, they're still going to be killing each other. Apparently, something else that Melissa Barrera said was where they're claiming she's anti-Semitic was she said something about how here in America, we only report the news from the Israeli perspective. Oh, that doesn't seem to be the case from what I can tell. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) Well, I mean, I understand what her reason, what her what her thought process is. Let's think about this for a second. America has been Israel's strongest supporter since it was founded in 1948, right? Yeah, that's true. We have been one of Israel's staunchest allies. So usually when somebody fucks with Israel, we tend to we tend to act like big brother. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And you know, people can disagree with me if they want, but the United States has also had a long history of being, like, very wiggy with Muslims. I don't think I'm wrong for saying that. You know, 
in the 70s, 80s, you know, when you had all the airline hijackings, and then you had the shit going on in the 90s with the embassy bombings, the USS Cole, and then, you know, 9-11 really, really made it hard to be Middle Eastern or Muslim here in the United States. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. Our country has not has historically been very wiggy with relationships with Muslims, with Middle Eastern people in general. So no, it's, it's a yeah, no, that's you're you're saying it right. <laughs> I don't know. To me, the only victims in this conflict are the Palestinians and the Israeli people, and. You know, Melissa Barrera, she even she just put out a statement today. You know, she says, you know, as a proud female uh, Latina, as a Mexicana, as she put it in her thing, she has a unique freedom to talk about things because she is technically considered a minority. And she will not be silenced on this. And you know what? I agree with her. I'm often, I'm I'm often kind of like, eh, I don't want to get, I don't think famous people should get too into politics. Because, you know, that's not always a good sign. I mean, look at Ronald Reagan. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of like the poster child for it. You know, just because you're famous doesn't mean you know how to run a country. Oof, well. We'll, but, we'll leave that one. We'll leave that one as it is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, no, I completely agree. You know, I mean, I think um, everyone has the right to, you know, voice your opinion. And I don't look at the, at the end of the day. You shouldn't get fired for it. I mean, Disney did the same shit a couple years ago with uh, Gina Carano, who they fired. And, and James Gunn. Um, yeah. And James Gunn. They fired Gina Carano, who was a fan favorite on Mandalorian. You know, she played the character of Kara Dune. And she made some statement about, you know, the way the media and, like, the far left persecute. I'm trying to remember exactly what she said. She said something to the effect of, like, the, the far left and the media persecute you know conservatives and republicans on a basis like the way that the nazis did in germany persecuting people they didn't like mm-hmm. and everyone jumped on jumped on her case and said oh she's being anti-semitic she's trivializing the holocaust and that is something i really noticed in this generation Whenever you try to compare what is happening now to something that happened in history, people don't like that. People accuse you of trivializing history. And that's the whole reason why history exists. Yeah, no, I mean, I think uh, it's stupid to try and, like, you know, ignore history and not. Um, because you know, like there definitely are there are lessons to be learned from history. That's the whole point of history, right? And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't 
I don't understand the whole like if something reminds you of something that has gone on in history and you're trying to bring that up, like I don't think I don't think you're trivializing it necessarily. You know what I mean? It's uh and that's the whole issue is uh in our modern interconnected world, right? Like you say anything and the you know, the Twitter mob, no matter what side you're on, comes uh comes after you, you know? It's uh it's, so it's just I don't I just I can't understand why the fucking I mean because you know like this the Israeli Palestinian thing right it's big news it's been the headline for you know over a month now right like I don't I don't blame celebrities for voicing their opinion on it but I don't think unless you're actively like saying something that's like hurtful and that's what I don't I'm think Melissa said I, nothing anti-Semitic she was not calling for violence against Jewish people. She was not calling for violence against anybody in her statement she put out. She said she abhors anti-Semitism and Islamophobia. Yeah, that's so, uh, if you're not calling for violence, like you should be free to voice your opinion. You know, like it's it's so fucking stupid to me that they fired her over this. And, you know, just as like, as like a fan of Scream 6, I really love Scream 6. Um you know, it's just, it's a bummer because yeah, I mean this is this is probably the end of the Scream series. <laughs> Although and Cordell, I was thinking I today, thought, I was like, uh, I mean, look, I mean, when I when the when I first saw the news last night, I immediately got on Twitter and said Spyglass fucking sucks, and then I put hashtag I stand with Melissa Bear because I do, I stand with her on this, you know, and I and. The good thing is, and I hope she knows and sees it, a lot of people have her back on this. And, you know, as you mentioned, now General Ortega uh, left the role. And isn't it funny how Spyglass tried to, like, twist that news as well and being like, oh, well, she left because she couldn't, because she was fil- she's filming Wednesday and there's scheduling conflicts. No, I'm pretty sure she left because you fucked That's over. That's a classic, her. you know, it's always uh creative differences. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I, look, and that's that's what they really fucked up with because Jenna Ortega is the the hot it girl right now, you know. She's a uh, she's big business. And um now, don't get me wrong, Cordell. I uh, if they came out with like Scream Seven and it just uh, I did have the thought today actually that they can bring Dewey back from the dead, <laughs> and I was like, yes. Um, but somebody on yeah, Facebook I mean, posed the question: Without our leading ladies, what should Scream Seven do? And I I, I got on there and I said, well, the ending of Scream Six should be seen as a perfect send-off for those two characters, like they finally have gotten rid of this ghost face problem. If they do continue on with Scream 7, new characters who have no connection to Sydney, no connection to Billy, just a new generation of, you know, kids from Westboro, something like that, who are getting attacked by somebody who's obsessed with the myth of Ghostface. You know what would be cool is, and I haven't watched it in years and years and years, but I did like the MTV Scream. They should bring those people back. Yeah, that was a good show. I I only saw the first season, but I liked it. 
I mean, yeah, when it first came out, a lot of people bitched about the costume and everything, the mask, but I thought it was actually really cool. They I made, like the mask they, from the they TV series. They made their series. own mythology out of it. Like, the, the, they, the biggest they, issue of that show is uh, for, like, three straight episodes, nobody died, and I was like, come on, guys. But uh, actually, I'm looking here. Can you even get that on? I don't know. I'm actually. It fucking really... sucks. It does suck, but I'm really happy that General Ortega left. You know, nobody's buying that it was over scheduling. She left because she's standing to support Melissa. And. I think a lot of people are happy about that because that shows the kind of, you know, person that General Ortega is. I don't know. Yeah, you know, it's just like it's like when um, Disney fired uh, James Gunn and the whole Guardians uh, cast was like, you know, they basically were like, well, we're going to quit, you know. I don't know, man. Spyglass really shot themselves in the foot. Nah, I agree, man. I agree. If Jenna says, well, I'm not coming back. I mean, it might be too late now to reverse course and even be like, okay, Melissa, fine, you're not fired. I don't really think you can come back from being this stupid. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, honestly, if I was her, like, why would you want to work with them when, uh, you know, they fired her over this? Looks like the DVD is out of print, by the way, for the series, but you can buy the whole series in HD for 74 cents an episode on Amazon right now. Uh, I'm on Bloody Disgusting right now, and there was just a. But yeah, I mean, it just fucking sucks, man. You know, it's like. And some people some people are going to say, like, you know, celebrities shouldn't talk about this, blah, blah, blah. But I think everyone has the right to fucking, you know, speak their mind. And as long as like we just said, as long as you're not calling for violence, like, I don't think you should be fired over what you say. You know, that's the whole point of, you know, freedom of speech. So, yeah, fuck you, Spyglass. You you know, there goes the Scream series. I am going to... Do you want me to read this? There was an article released two hours ago. Oh, yeah, sure. It is. Okay, so this is on Bloody Disgusting. Scream 7, new report sheds lights on the current plans. It's been a tumultuous week for the Scream franchise, with franchise co-stars Melissa Barrera and General Ortega no longer involved in the upcoming Scream 7. Barrera was fired from the production by Spyglass while it was announced earlier today that Ortega is no longer attached to reprise her own role from the previous two movies. And now Variety brings a bit more clarity to the behind the scenes chaos in a brand new report. Variety details, it it seemed to some fans like the planned sequel was collapsing in real time. However, before even Barrera was fired, Plans for the next screen were being retooled. Ortega's exit had required the creative team to make some alterations, according to individuals with knowledge. 
but there were still hopes that the actors might be convinced to come back for some sort of cameo. That no longer seems to be in the cards. Another source familiar with the franchise disputed this, saying Ortega was never in the mix for the new film. Yo, I am calling bullshit right here and there, Cordell. There is no way in hell they were going to make Scream 7 without Jenna Ortega. Jenna Ortega is huge right now. She is big business. Hold on, let me finish. That is bullshit. James Vanderbilt and Guy Busick, the writers of the previous two screens, will now work on a fresh draft to present to filmmakers. Some set pieces and twists may be preserved, but the movie will now need to find new protagonists. Variety Report also mentions Nev Campbell and Patrick Dempsey as actors the studio may potentially be interested in bringing to Scream 7, but they make it clear that neither actor has been in active negotiations at this point. Dempsey hasn't been seen in the franchise since Scream 3. Well, Campbell didn't appear in Scream 6 due to a salary dispute. Melissa Barrera, meanwhile, took to social media tonight to make a heartfelt statement in the wake of being fired from Scream by Spyglass. Um, you want me to read her statement? Nah, I'm reading it now. It's just generic, blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, you know, I condemn hate and prejudice of any kind. And as a Latina, a proud Mexicana, I feel the responsibility of having a platform that allows me the privilege of being heard. Therefore, I have tried to use it to raise awareness about issues I care about and to lend my voice to those in need. Every person on this earth, regardless of religion, race, ethnicity, you know, that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's basically like, you know, I pray for no more death, blah, blah, blah. Silence is not an option. But, well, no, I don't want to just say blah, 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 because that's really important. I mean, that's her voice. And you know what? But, yeah, let me just tell you, that whole part about Ortega never being in the mix, that that is Spyglass trying to do some major fucking damage control right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's bullshit, dude. Like, Jenna Ortega is, like, a hot up-and-coming actress. You know, she's, like, Wednesday. I, I haven't seen it, but a lot of people really love that. I thought it was a good movie, uh, a good show. Um, yeah, no, that that's complete and utter bullshit, dude. There is no way in hell they were, they were going to make the next Scream without Jenna Ortega. So, yeah, I mean, and I know now they're going to come crawling back to Nev Campbell and Patrick Dempsey and be like, no, please come back. But I don't know, dude. I, I know that. Well, I will say, though, I know they, they did get rid of the previous two directors. Um, But, yeah, I mean, to be quite honest, I doubt we even get Scream 7, honestly. I bet it just never happens. <laughs> unless unless Nev Campbell really needs a paycheck, you know. <laughs> I really hope Nev Campbell doesn't come back either. I hope she looks at how Spyglass is treating Melissa and is like, yeah, fuck you guys. Hey, I'm, six six pretty good movies is a good run, you know. I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm being really honest with you here, Luke. I really do not want. Like, I want Spyglass to feel like to feel what they've done. And people already talking about boycotting a lot of their upcoming productions. Uh, what else are they doing? I don't even know. Well, they were behind the new Thanksgiving movie that you're going to see. Oh, no. <laughs> 
I do. I well, I just want to see a good slasher film. That is. Oh no, they are behind Thanksgiving and uh, Hellraiser. That's so sad. I liked Hellraiser. Well, I'll, um, give, I'll give you Hellraiser because we didn't know that Spyglass were gonna be such bitches. Did you see that, by the way? The new Hellraiser. No, I have not. That's pretty good. It, uh, I just was bitching today, actually. It's not on physical media yet, sadly. Holy shit, they put out a new Spy Kids movie? <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God, and Robert Rodriguez still made it? Oh, jeez. He's, uh, uh, he's in dire straits right now, isn't he? But, Poor yeah, guy. moving on from the whole screen drama. I do have another new story here. This one is about collectibles. All right, hit us. Syndicate Collectibles teases a full-size replica of Ash's chainsaw hand from the Evil Dead movies. Eh, a lot you can do that. A lot of people have done that though. I know. I actually created my. I took a, one of those chainsaw props and built my own. But I mean, come on, if they can. Ooh, there's even a picture of it right here. Yo, Ooh, let me this, click on this article uh, and look at this picture. That actually looks pretty fucking dope. I'd probably buy that. Uh, send it to me on Facebook. Um, Wait, is it on Bloody Disgusting? Yep. I'm looking here. Syndicate Collectibles is a new company on the horror scene, but the company's owner is anything but new to the business. Jerry Mac. Macaluso, formerly of SOTA Toys and Pop Culture Shot Collectibles, is the man behind Syndicate Collectibles, and he's acquired all kinds of licenses, including Ghoulies, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, The Halloween, and Pumpkinhead. Ooh. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. That looks sweet. Yo, speaking of Pumpkinhead, while you're on Bloody Disgusting, you see the trick-or-treat figure of Pumpkinhead? Yep. That looks fucking sweet. Have you seen Pumpkinhead, Cordo? Uh, no, I'm not into those monster movies. Oh, it's fun, man. It's really fun. It's a cool movie. I'm still hung up on this chainsaw. I'd probably fucking buy that. I know. I really want the Trick or Treat Studios Texas Chainsaw Chainsaw. That would be, That'd be dude, dope. I think only $74. Like, I am so tempted. I know, right? That looks dope as fuck. I would love to get that, honestly. Um, I'd have to get, like, a Leverface mask. Uh, while we're talking about news, I do see the first image from Robert Eggers' uh, Nosferatu remake. Yeah, I did see something about that. I'm a big Eggers fan, man. You know, I know everybody everybody rides Ari Esther's dick and Jordan Peele, but for me... Robert Eggers, his three movies he's done, The Witch, uh, The Lighthouse, and The Northman, have all been fucking amazing. So give me Nosferatu, dude. I am all for it. Oh, and they're making a prequel to The Omen. Jesus Christ, dude. Oh, they're coming out with a sequel to Krampus, potentially. Yeah, that guy's been teasing a trick-or-treat, too, for years, though. I don't believe anything. No, says. Krampus. Yeah, I know, but the same guy, uh, Mike Darty or whatever, he made he's it. also... 
Yeah, he made Trick or Treat and Godzilla King of the Monsters, but he's been saying for like five years that Trick or Treat 2 is coming. So when he says Krampus 2 is coming, I don't believe him. <laughs> Did you see this new RoboCop Alex Murphy figure that Neko's releasing? Yeah, I love that it comes with like his like arm blown off. That's kind of fun. His hand getting blown off and everything like that. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. I see finally NECA is coming out with a Hammer Dracula figure. It only took him like five years to do. It only took him for fucking ever. I know. Well, all they've been doing is milking the Universal Monsters. I'm more of a Hammer guy. I don't know about you, Cordell. But I uh, I love the Hammer movies, so I want some Hammer Frankenstein, Hammer Dracula. I don't know if I've ever seen any of the Hammer films. Oh, they're fun, dude. They're a lot of fun. They're uh, Christopher Lee as Dracula and Peter Cushing as Frankenstein. They're good stuff. It's uh, it's it, you know, it's like 50s and 60s kind of like they have blood, so they're I don't know. I I have a lot of fun with them. They're not for everyone's taste, but honestly, they're kind of like the forgotten. I feel like people don't pay any attention to like 60s horror and they kind of that was if you were a horror fan in the 1960s, Hammer was where it's at. Hey, they got some new movies on Screenbox. Yeah, I'm not subscribing to Screenbox. The Hook of Woodland Heights, Days Before Christmas and Attack of the Killer Refrigerator. (laughs) Wait, The Hook of Woodland Heights, is that the the direct-to-video movie? I think so. I saw that at the drive-in, dude. (laughs) No, no, that movie's like 45 minutes long, and it's like a slasher film some college students made. It's it's actually kind of good, honestly. Uh, Okay, I don't know why this is on Bloody Disgusting, but that kind of makes me happy. Holly Quinn show gets fifth season renewal from Max. Have you watched that Holly Quinn show on Max? Nah. Oh, it's so fucking good. Is it funny? Oh, yes. Uh, If I have a... No, I've heard it's pretty good. If I have a... Maybe I'll start watching. Not really a whole lot of news, like horror news, like everything. It's mostly about like the new Thanksgiving film and that. Fuck yeah. I can't wait to report back on that. All right. You want to do some trivia, man? Hang out. All right. I'll let you start with trivia. All right, so what do you want to do? Just go back and forth with some, yeah. uh, some fucking trivia? Yeah, you your questions, and then I have some cards here, and then I can read you a question. And so the listeners get to play along. Yep. Honestly, we should get, like, some other people on the show, and then we could do, like, you know, an actual, like, trivia show. I got hmm. two minutes left until those crypt clings, and so I'm like... I'm oh, you better bid like, now, man. I'm All right. It like a hawk. All right. Uh, ooh, here you go, Cordell. What is the first horror movie ever made? Oh, shit. I feel like I should know this because we talked about this in film class. 
I don't know what the end. I'm looking at the answer. Oh my God, it is a real movie. Mm, shit, I don't know. I want to. It's not the d- cabinet of Dr. Caligari, is it? No. So in 1896, some Frenchman made a haunted, uh, haunted castle movie called The House of the Devil. Oh fuck yeah, I do remember that now. There's not really a whole lot. Like there's not, it you know like shit at that time wasn't preserved or nothing. The only known copy was bought in a junk shop in the 1930s in New Zealand. How crazy is that? (laughs) (laughs) All right, you better bid on that thing, man. We're pausing the podcast so Cordell can bid on it. Go, 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 go. Holy shit. Okay. uh... You got 35 seconds. It's up to 13.50. Uh, yeah, I'm bidding, and somebody like bid higher than me. It's up to fifteen. The listeners are getting this live. Fifteen fifty. Twenty seconds, Cordell. Will he get it? How much is he, are you are you willing to pay? I just put my max question. bid at twenty. All if right, I- come on, buddy. Come on, buddy. You got this. Eighteen fifty. Four no, seconds never. left. I've been out 22. No, you bastards. Oh, you. No. Oh, shit. God damn. You just heard that live on the air, listeners. That's some bullshit, dude. I should have bid 30. Ah. I forgot. I, you. I could bid 30, but. So, I could have, like, really fucked with someone's day and made them pay that much money for it. Damn, oh. sorry, sorry, man. Well, I, they got some other ones on here. I guess I'll just have to get the $35 ones. You can get one for $29.99 plus $7 shipping. <laughs> yeah, but that's just one. Oh, here's one that's 29 bucks for free shipping, but that's just one. Yeah, they got a they got a a 1990s Tales from the Crypt Crypt Keeper Christmas ornament on here. I want to get too. It's the Crypt Keeper sitting in his chair wearing a Santa outfit. Yeah, I see that. I wouldn't pay. Oh, I see it. They got it for like 30 bucks. That's not bad. Uh, Not too shabby. Damn, that sucks. Ah, I'm sorry, friend. No, it's fine. I really, I mean, fucking. I'm going to, like, keep that, keep that on there, though, because now we got to see if the person actually pays for it, because if they don't pay for it, then it'll just get relisted. Yeah, it's true. Because someone, someone was probably hoping to get a steal on that, and I just fucked their plans up. Hit me with some trivia. Well, you're going to like this one because this one is a movie that you like. The Town That Dreaded Sundown was presented as a quasi-documentary documentary with or without narration. Ah, uh, with narration. 
correct. Uh, all right. Uh, let me see here. Let me bring up a note thing. Cordell, Luke. All right. I am keeping score now. All right. Uh, let's see here. All right. I guess I'll just go down this list here. That one's way too easy. All right. Here we go, Cordell. Question number three. And if a question is way too easy, don't give it to me. Because, hmm. like, the, the second question was, what was the name of Nev Campbell's character in Scream? But I'm not going to ask you that. Because <laughs> that's fucking dumb. In Jeepers Creepers, how the creeper rises every how many years? Oh, shit. And I've never seen Jeepers Creepers. Honestly, and fuck Victor it, Salva, but no good. Isn't it every 30 years? Ooh. Do you want to try again? The answer is less than that. I'll give Cordella's redemption art. Wrongo, it is 23 years. Fuck. You know what, though? Fuck Victor Salva. Like, I encourage all of our listeners to go pirate those movies, but Jeepers Creepers 1 and 2 are pretty good, honestly. They're uh they're good movies. All right, hit me, Cordell. Uh, <laughs> when the dance is canceled in the present day in My Bloody Valentine, where do the teenagers decide to hold their own party? Um, ooh, oh, is it like a general answer, or do I have to be specific about the location? It's a general answer. Is it the mine? Yep. Alright. That one has actually stumped you for a second. Alright. Uh, you, you got this, man. In which state does the Blair Witch Project take place? Oh, shit. Isn't it Connecticut? Ooh. You want to try again? I know it's like on the East Coast. Um, it is in the East Coast. Massachusetts? Is that your final guess? Yes. It is Maryland. What the fuck? I thought it was Massachusetts. You're really going to understand the kind of horror movies I watch, but with this... All right. In The Devil's Rejects, what is the name of the motel to which Otis and Baby first escape? Oh, fuck. I don't know. God damn it. Oh, what the fuck is... Oh, fuck. What is... I love The Devil's Rejects, too. This is so terrible. It's it's something like corny, isn't it? Yeah. Is it... uh, What the fuck is it? Is it... The Last Chance Motel? Is that your final answer? Uh, I can't remember, dude. Is is it like the Desert Motel or something like that? It's Kaiki Palms. Ah, oh, I knew it was some sort of desert. God damn it. Uh, all right. Um, That one's kind of like... All right. I don't know. 
I don't know if you'll know this one. I, I want to give Cordell like not a terrible one. Uh, okay, here we go. What year was the first Saw movie released? Oh, shit. 2001. Ooh. Is that your final answer? 2004. Yes, that is correct. Point for Mr. Cordell. I have another Town the Dreaded Sundown one here, but I feel like you might get that one right away. Yeah, if it's too easy, don't give it to me. I'm going to read you two questions, and if you get them both right, you get two points. All right. It, what is the surname of the Texas Ranger called in to investigate the attacks in the town that dreaded sundown? Uh, ooh. Oh, wait. What the fuck is his name? It's, um... Wait. Wait, I got it. It's, uh... Oh, he had, like, a nickname, right? Yeah, it's, uh... It's it's Lone Wolf, uh... Morales? Correct. Yes. That is one point. The director of The Descent was nominated for an Emmy Award win for an Emmy Award for his directing work on what HBO series? Oh, I do know this actually because he did uh, the best episode of Game of Thrones. Mother, uh, I didn't think you were gonna get that. I was a big Game of Thrones fan, dude. Dude, what is with all these town that dreaded sundown fucking questions on, uh, on here? Well, I knew you like that the, you bought it for a reason. <laughs> all the right. Uh, based on the true crimes of what serial killer? Everybody knows that fucking answer. Yeah, that's not a real question. No, it's not. So why is it even on this card? That's gay. <laughs> All right, that one's pretty stupid. Uh, let's see here. Like, here's one question, Cordell. Who plays Freddy Krueger? Like, come on. Robert, okay, hold up. Which, uh, like, is it OG or is it the remake? OG? That's not your real question, by the way. Yeah, Robert it's the OG. England. Robert England. Okay, here we go. Um, 1922's Nosferatu is an unofficial adaptation of which book? Oh, that's kind of an easy one. Bram Stoker's Dracula. You are correct. Point for Mr. Cordell. Ooh, that's a good one. All right, hit me. What talking dead host portrayed one of the teenage protagonists in House of a Thousand Corpses? What, Talking Dead host? I don't know what the fuck that is. What is Talking Dead? I'm going to assume it's a podcast or something. Uh, is it Rain Wilson? Nope. I don't know them. Chris Hardwick. Oh, yeah, he's the other guy. <laughs> I, I don't know what the fuck that is. Um, okay, in the final destination... What city were Alex and his classmates flying to when he has a disturbing premonition of the plane crashing? Uh, they were flying to New York, weren't they? Ooh, I that am, is in. I saw Final Destinations 2, 3, and 5. I don't think I ever saw the first one. 
That's pretty good. <laughs> that movie's way, that that next question's way too hard. God damn. Dude, Reader's Digest has like the easiest questions and then the hardest questions. <laughs> Some of these questions I have is like is it like super easy or like super fucking like you got to be like a movie master. Like the original Michael Myers mask in Halloween was created using an actual Halloween mask of what actor? Duh. Mm. We all we all know that. I'm trying to find a call that's got like a question that maybe you can't won't get off the bat. Yeah, some of these are pretty uh pretty low rent. Well, I guess at best we can just if we if we get easy questions, we might as well take it and we'll try to find some hard ones as we go. All right, I'm cool, folks. Is it still your turn or my turn? Uh, you ask me a question. What is the name of the fictional Canadian town in My Bloody Valentine? Uh, Valentine Bluffs. Yep. I'm looking here. Uh, uh, ooh, okay. Uh, what is the name of the cannibalistic family in the 1974 film The Texas Chainsaw Massacre? What is the name of the cannibalistic family? Yep, what's their, like, name? The Sawyers. That is correct. I'm glad Very good, sir. I'm glad it was, like, you, you specified said OG, because if I would have said, what was their fucking name in the remake? Like, the Hewitts? Yep, that's correct, too, actually. Uh, Psycho was an adaptation of the novel of the same name by what author? Oh, I know it was based on Ed Gein. Um, I want to say, is it is it William Block? Ooh, you're close. Uh, I don't. It's you got what one is wrong. It's it's something Block. I don't I don't know. I don't know his first name. Robert Block. Damn it. Alright, let's see here. Hey, remember, okay. Remember your question about like what was Nev Campbell's character in Scream? Mm-hmm. What is the name of the protagonist in Scream? Yeah, here's a question that says, Who played the character Ash Williams? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too easy. Yeah, I'm looking here. All right, I got one. All right, Cordell, what is the name of the fictional New England town where many of Stephen King's stories are set? And now this one you got to think about for a second, okay? Because many of his stories are set here. A lot. What? Maine? Yeah, what's the name of the town in Maine where a lot of his stories are set? I don't know, man. I I don't watch Stephen King shit. Oh, come on. Um, 
Derry? Ah, wrongo. It is Castle Rock. Suck my dick. <laughs> All right. You're only two behind me, actually. Alice, Sweet Alice was the film debut of what actress? Oh, I don't know who was in that. God damn it, Cordell. Um, hey, you know, I've been giving you relatively insanely easy ones. Yeah, I don't. I, um, I have seen Alice, Sweet Alice. I do like Alice, Sweet Alice, but I, I don't know who. You don't the, know Alice, Sweet Alice. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I don't know the answer to this one. <laughs> The answer is Brooke Shields. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I Which... could have been, a, you know, I could have been really condescending and gave you the question at the end of Devil's Rejects, what are the three characters that escape capture by the police? Escape? They don't escape. <laughs> That's a false question. <laughs> I guess they do if you watch Three from Hell, but if you just watch the Devil's Rejects, they don't actually escape. All right, I, I'm looking up some more uh, some more horror trivia here. All right, this is pretty good. Uh, who played Dracula in the 1992 movie Cordell Bram Stoker's Dracula? Oh fuck me, that's Gary Oldman, isn't it? That is Gary Oldman. Very good, sir. Hey, I finally got a finally got a question right that I didn't have never even seen. Oh, I love that movie. It's really good. Um Hold on, I'm looking for In what country is Ginger Snaps set? Oh, I have never seen Ginger Snaps. Um, America? The answer is Canada. Ah, should have known. Let's see here. Ooh, I got a good one for you. Okay. In the movie Scream, what is the first rule of slasher films? Randy says three rules. What is the first? Oh, my goodness. I'd see the one of two. Never have sex? That is correct. (laughs) Because I remember that one got, like, everybody, like, booing him in the scene. (laughs) (laughs) Big no-no! In Fright Night, what is the name of the former film star that Charlie comes to for help? Oh, fuck, 
Dude, I should know this. Um, oh, it's uh, it's like a play off of like Christopher Lee or something. It's um, and it's played by Roddy McDowell, and his name is—is is it Peter Vincent? Correct. Phew. That was a tough one. Ooh, okay. I got one for you, Cordell. What was the original title of 1978's Halloween? Uh, the Babysitter Murders. Well, I thought that one would be tough, but very good, sir. What is the name of the coastal town celebrating its centennial in 1980's The Fog? Uh, that would be Antonio Bay. Correct. Very good, very good. Uh, let's see here. Man, most of this horror trivia sucks, bro. Uh, oh, okay. What is the mutated creatures featured in 1950s sci-fi horror film Them? Fuck, you got me. I don't watch 50s horror. Um, bleh. Mutated creatures? Yep, it's a animal we're looking for. Ants? That is correct. Oh, shit. That was just a fucking, like, pull my dick out. <laughs> <laughs> That was just like a pull my dick out random answer. What is the name of the novella that Hellraiser was based on? The Hellbound Heart. Damn, you you are really a Pinhead fan, aren't you? Yo, I, I love me some Hellraiser, man. Ugh. All right, ramble to the good people for five minutes. I got to take a piss. Or like two minutes, actually. Be right back. Oh, okay. Ramble, 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 ramble. <laughs> oh, shit. Um. Do not mind me, ladies and gentlemen. I am just kind of looking through these cards, trying to find some... Trying to find, like, some actual, like, good questions for him. Because I feel like I've been going way too easy on him. Okay. All right, I'm back. Stop yeah. talking shit. I didn't really talk a whole lot, so that was just like a bunch of silence for the listeners. Well, what can you do? All right. Whose turn is it? It's Uh, fun, though. I should get some horror trivia. I think this is the... I think it's your turn. All right. Let's see here. 
to ask Mr. Calkins. Yeah, some of these questions are just fucking dumb. <laughs> to be honest with you. Really, we should make our own... I got two questions here that I think you'll like. Okay. Uh, what is the room that Danny is told to stay away from in The Shining? What is the room number? Room 208. Is that your final answer? Yeah, because I don't know The Shining. Oh, it's 237. Oh, I was thinking of 1408, which is a completely different movie. Yeah, with uh, Sam Jackson. What other Christmas-themed film did Black Christmas director Bob Clark make? Easy. Um, He did A Christmas Story. Oh, shit, you're right. Yeah, it's kind of funny, actually. (laughs) Kind of going to, like, our previous conversation earlier, one of my questions here is who directed the Grindhouse fake trailer for Thanksgiving? Eli Roth. (laughs) That one don't count, though. (laughs) I just thought that was kind of funny. Ooh, a horror movie quiz stumped the biggest fan. That's it. All right. Uh, okay, Cordell. Ooh, let's see here. I'm looking here. That's not very fun. Ah, Dude, finding a good horror movie trivia is tough. Let me tell you. Okay. What movie, what is the movie with the tagline, the good news is your dates are here, the bad news is they're dead? Oh, shit, that's uh, Night of the Creeps. Correct. Um, What is the name of the house mother murdered as a result of a prank gone wrong in 1983's The House on Sorority Row? Oh, I should know this because I love that movie. It's so good. Uh, ooh, is it Mrs. Mack? Is that your final answer? Oh, what the fuck is it? Yeah, that's all I can think of. Mrs. Slater. Damn it. That's a really good movie, actually. Have you seen that? Nope, it's on my list. It's a good one. It's like Hitchcockian, weirdly. All right, I'm trying to find a uh, horror movie trivia questions and answers. I got like 30 tabs open here. Uh, that's not very funny. Okay, here we go. What was the 1950s horror film? Hold up, Cordell. That was remade in 2005 with Paris Hilton in the lead role. Uh, House of Wax? That is correct. 
Yeah, I've never seen House of Wax. And just something about that movie that was like sent me in the other direction. But I am very, very familiar with it. Okay. I'll give you an easy one just to make up for being a dick earlier. Who directed both Maniac and Maniac Cop? Bill Lustig. It says William Lustig, but yeah, technically you're correct. Ooh, all right, here you go. What is the actual name of Chucky in Child's Play? Uh, good guy doll. Or I mean, what's the the guy who's possessing him? The the serial oh, killer. You fucking dick. Um, Charles Lee Ray. That is correct. Cordell oh, knows his stuff. I only remember that because isn't he named after like wasn't that character named after like three serial killers or three killers? Charles Manson, Lee Harvey Oswald, and whatever the hell Ray was named after. Yeah, I think I've heard that somewhere. I don't know who the Ray is a uh, is a you know reference to. All right, it, the star of Maniac, nineteen eighty, Joe Spinell, also did which of the following on the film? Direct. Co-write, co-produce, or compose the music? Ooh, um, well, it's not the music, I don't think. Ah, co-write? Yep, he co-wrote the film for the uh, screenplay for the film. Ayo. Good job. All right, I'll give you one... uh... Mm, that's an easy one. Uh, okay. Well, now we know him as Pinhead. What was the original name of the character with pins in his head in Hellraiser? What was the original name of the character? Yeah. What what is what was he known as before being oh, called Pinhead? Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness, I should know this. And I just listened to Now Plains Hellraiser Retrospective not too long ago either. Really good podcast series, actually. Oh my goodness. His name is like right there, and I'm like. You ever like you have the name like right there in your head, but you can't say it because it's like blocking it out? Mm hmm. Actually, there are two answers I'll accept for this. There, because of the way I worded the question, so. Isn't it, isn't it like the name, like, something Spencer? Oh, you're, you're almost there. (laughs) Fuck, 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 fuck. Spencer Elliott or Elliot Spencer? Yes, I, I will give you a point for that because, yes, the character before he became Pinhead was Elliot Spencer. Now, the question 
See, in the original Clyde Barker novel, there is no pinhead. He's just called the Hell Priest. But after I asked the question, I realized I saw where you were going with that. So I'll take Elliot Spencer. So that oh, is it correct. Was ask, it was asking what his original name was in the novel. Yeah, but I think he's credited as Hell Priest in the first movie, too. Oh, Hell Priest. I I, I thought you would. Okay. I but thought, I'll take Elliot Spencer. Novel, like, yeah, in the novel, isn't he referred to as, like, Hell Priest or Lead Cenobite? Yeah. Whew, that actually had me fucking uh, thinking for a second. <laughs> In Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer, where did Henry and Otis meet? Oh, my God, dude. I've never even seen that movie. Uh, ooh, I know. Um, is it a video store? Is that your final answer? Yep. Nope, the answer is prison. Uh, rip. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. Um, okay. Who directed the original version of The Hills Have Eyes? Oh, shit. Uh, not Wes Craven. He did the second one, right? I will tell no hints. The original 1979 or 75 movie, The Hills Have Eyes. Who directed that? Oh, my goodness. I do not know. So I'm going to take the L on this. Oh, it was Wes Craven. Are you fucking serious? No, he did the original and he did the sequel. I knew he did the sequel. I didn't know he did the original. Mm-hmm. Stupid. Like Billy and Scream. Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> oh, Scream that's... 2 and it's fucking uh, Luke Perry. <laughs> That's just fucking funny. What is the name of the character that has no control over her titular trait in 2007's Teeth? Oh, that's a that's a really obscure one. I have no idea, man. Uh, I'll go with Mary. I don't know. Dawn O'Keefe. Never seen Teeth. Ooh, okay. Um, okay, this is kind of I hope this will be easy, but what mother daughter actress pair uh separately uh both were present in the movie Halloween H2O? Wait, repeat that. What mother daughter actress pair uh was in the 1998 movie Halloween H2O. Oh shit, fuck. That's Jamie Lee Curtis and um This is not a time to be blanking on this bitch's name. 
<laughs> Especially when I know her as Marion Crane from Psycho. Ah, you got it. She was also in The Fog, too. Why am I blanking on the name? I'm like horrible at names tonight. I know it's Jamie Lee Curtis. And. I will figure this out. (laughs) I know the answer. I just cannot remember the name. I have the woman's face in my, like, pictured in my mind, and I can't, I'm blanking on her name. I almost wanted to say Marion Crane. And then I was <laughs> like, shit, no, that's the character. Oh, uh, I mean, you have it right. But what's her name? Who 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 played Marion Crane in Psycho? Jamie Lee Curtis's mom. If you could like see how hard I'm pushing my brain to think right now. I'm actually <laughs> giving myself a headache just by like thinking so hard. And I shouldn't even have to. This should be like fucking easy. This is like horror history 101. Let me know when you give up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving up, dude. I'm not giving up. I will do this. I'm not looking at I'm not looking it up. I'm not looking at anything. I'm going to figure this out. Psycho 1970 stars Anthony Perkins and You're not helping. <laughs> uh, well, I, I don't I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> uh... No, not Judy Garland. Why the fuck did I think Judy Garland? Um, I'm doing. I'm gonna do this, Luke. You can laugh at me all you want. I'm gonna do this. I'm not giving up. I am not gonna. I am not gonna make myself look so stupid on something. All right, you you are correct with the J. Okay, you said Judy Garland, so you're almost there. Yeah, I don't even know why I thought Judy Garland. I'm like, that's the Wizard of Oz, and that was like decades earlier. There's no way Julie Garland would have survived long enough to be in Halloween H two O. Um, J J J, not Julie Moore. Uh, <laughs> Dude, this is so bad. Whoever's listening to this is going to be like, wow, this guy is stupid. Nah, you're not stupid. That's just having an off night. I cannot think of her name. Don't you talk that shit. Get the (laughs) hell out of here with that shit. (laughs) 
I will force you if you keep that up. <laughs> um. All right, I have to throw in the towel. I'm like, I'm really, I have a headache now because I was thinking so hard about this. All right, it is Janet Lee. (laughs) (laughs) How the fuck can I not remember that? Do not. That's close. Do not give me the point for that. (laughs) <laughs> I I do not deserve the point for that. All right. Oh. Fuck. <laughs> Honestly, I'm really upset with myself that I could not remember Janet Lee's name. Um I'm looking through some cards here. I'm trying to find a decent Alright, let's just do a couple more and wrap what, this up. What horror legend played Samson Dunstan in the opening scene of Hatchet? Oh, uh, it's Kane Hodder, right? Is that your no, it's not. It's not Tony Todd, right? Because he's uh he's forever in zombie. But Kane Hodder, he doesn't just play Victor Crowley, he's his dad too, right? Mm, you are right I, that, but it's not is that your final answer? And, uh, I'm trying to think the horror legend. Horror legend in Hatchet. Well, Hatchet 2 has, uh, like, Tom Holland in it. Um, Hatchet, I really like Hatchet 2. The opening, you said, of the first movie? Yep. Um, Oh, um, yes, the opening of the first movie. It has a... uh, the guy from the Blair Witch and uh, Robert Englund. Yes. That's my answer. Robert Englund. Robert Englund? Yep. That is correct. That was a tough one. I always thought it was only fair to let you kind of stew on that because <laughs> you let me go so long on that other one. All right, the, I think you'll get this one, but maybe not. Uh, Friends superstar Jennifer Aniston got her start in which 1990s horror movie? Oh my gosh, is this Texas Chainsaw Massacre of the Next Generation? Is that your final answer? Wait, no, that wasn't Jennifer Aniston. Whew, I'm really glad I like rethought that. Um, Jennifer Aniston was in a horror movie in the 90s? I watch it every year. That's a hint for you. That don't mean shit to me. I don't know what movie is on your every year watch list. Um. Shit. 
shit. Uh, I'm trying to think of like, is it like a, is it, was it like a hit in the 90s or was it like a. It's part of a franchise. Part of a franchise. It's not Scream. Nope. Franchise from the 90s. It's not I Know What You Did Last Summer because that was. That was someone else I'm thinking of. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah. Jennifer Love Hewitt was I Know What You Did Last Summer. Franchise from the 90s. Okay, give me a hint. Is it a creature feature? Like, is it. Is it a serial killer? Is it a creature? It is a... Uh, it's a supernatural slasher slash creature. Wow, that... means nothing to me. <laughs> um, Shit, dude, this is tough. Like, I'm trying to think of, like... I'm trying to think of like what type of fucking movie from the 90s that was like part of a. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm having. No, I know. Because I'm having such a hard time with this. A franchise movie. It was a supernatural slasher slash creature. It's not Jeepers Creepers because the first Jeepers Creepers didn't come out till the 2000s. All right, I'm just going to take a wild guess and say Children of the Corn. That is incorrect. Do you give up? Yes, I do. The answer is the leprechaun. Mm, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she wasn't that, wasn't she? Mm. I never think I never think of leprechaun and think of her. I uh every basically every fucking St. Patty's Day I end up watching Leprechaun, so I always think of her. <laughs> Leprechaun in the Hood is a lot of fun. <laughs> Leprechaun in the Hood? Hey, of Ice-T chasing around the uh, midget motherfucker. <laughs> Damn, whoever made these cars must have had a hard-on for Alice Sweet Alice, because there's like a shit ton of questions for that in this. Ooh, give me, give me one. I like that movie. Well, I got two. Well, okay, I'll give you an Alice Sweet Alice one, then I have another question for you. What Christian ceremony is Karen attending on the day she is murdered in Alice Sweet Alice? Oh, it's not. Oh, that's fucking hard, man. See, that whole movie, Cordell, if you haven't seen it, is basically like making fun of the Catholics. Um. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm not saying they should be made fun of, but the whole movie is like a parody. It like it really is like kind of roasting the Catholic Church. Um, ooh, I don't know. It's, it's not a, like uh, com- First Communion. You are correct. Oh, how about that? It's it's a good movie. It's like a proto slasher. Now, can I ask you the question that I wanted to ask you? Yeah, sure. Hit me. The killer in Terror Train 1980 avoids detection by donning what from each of his victims? Uh, well, I mean, he puts on the costume, right? Because first he's Groucho Marx and then Correct. he's... Uh, they are costumes. He's the lizard man. I don't know if I was ever to try... To do a cosplay from Taylor Train, I think I would do the Groucho Marx one. You do the Groucho one? Yep. (laughs) Yeah, I do like the look of that costume a lot, honestly. All right, let's see here. Do I have a do I have a good one for you? Uh, oh, here we go. Which uh, actor star? Which uh, later? How to like phrase this? Which Marvel movie universe actor starred in 2011's Cabin in the Woods? Cabin in the Woods. A Marvel mm-hmm. star? Mm-hmm. Pff, shit, let me just toss a coin into the fucking hat. <laughs> you know, just pick whatever one comes out. Um. Ooh. Chris Evans? That is incorrect. They mm, see there's so many I just I wouldn't know who to choose. Who Is that would, your final answer? Oh, not Chris Evans. Um Anthony Mackey. That is incorrect. Mm, okay, is it a male or female? It's a male. Watch, it's probably like some one of the most obscure characters in the MCU. Um Okay, my final answer, my last attempt, Sebastian Stan. That is incorrect. Alright, who was it? Chris Hemsworth. How did I not even think about him? You ever want, you ever, do you ever, like, you get so into, like, somebody in a role in a franchise they're in that you forget all of the films that they've done? Yep. No, I, I definitely had that happen. In The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, 1920, when does an awakened Caesar claim Alan will die? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I've never seen Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. 
So uh, in the next week. Is that your final answer? Is it the next day? Uh, I take it that's your final answer? That is my final answer. Before dawn. Uh, yeah, I, sh- I really need to go back and watch uh, Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Have never seen it. Hit me. All right, looking here. All right, let's wrap this up. I'm flagging here. Um, All right, in the 2005 remake of the Amityville Horror, who played the main character, George Lutz? Oh, shit, I don't know anything about the Amityville Amityville films other than that it was based on a true crime. Um, Shit, I'm just going to throw a name out there. Christopher Walken? That is incorrect. Any other guesses? Nope. The answer was Ryan Reynolds. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right. I got one more question for you. We'll end it on this. All right. Hit me. The song Oingo Boingo. Well, I just gave you the fucking answer. Never mind. The, the what was the question? Was, the question was the song No One Lives Forever in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 was performed by, by what band? <laughs> boingo, get, boingo. Yep. Uh, well, that's not going to count because I gave you the fucking answer. <laughs> um, shit. I got to find one here. That'll really take the... That'll really knock the piss out of you. I'll just get I'll just, you've already won this uh match, so I'll go ahead and give you an easy one to a lot of these are like so fucking easy anyway, it's like not even what is the name of the clipper ship destroyed in the eighteen eighties in the fog? Uh ooh. Um the Elizabeth Dane. That is correct. So hit me with it. How bad did I lose? Um, no, you did good. I'm I gotta count my crosses here. One, two, three, four, five. Eleven for Cordell and for Luke. Thirty-five. Now only twelve. Oh, so you beat me by one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll have to do this more organized where, like, we actually, like, decide, like, you know, best out of, you know, 20 or something like that. Definitely. But, yeah, that was fun. 
we do that again? I'll try to see if I can get, like, nudie on here or something. Yeah, no, that was good stuff. I hope the listeners like that and got to play along. <laughs> Dude, they're going to get to that part about me with the Marion Crane. And, it's, and they're going to be like, oh, my goodness, how does he not know that? <laughs> uh, well, I think uh, we about wrap this up for the night. So, ladies, Yeah, I, I hope you guys enjoyed that. That was fun. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish we want to wish you all a happy Thanksgiving here at Cinecult. And we will be back. We actually got two reviews coming to you pretty soon. I just mm. ordered the Blu-ray Sweet Trilogy for Scream. So that should be coming in the mail pretty soon. That'll we can get to recording Scream 3. And hopefully this weekend, me and Luke will be bringing you a review. We're kind of stepping back, not out of, not out of the horror per se, but we're going back to some like B-level shit, like mm-hmm. really obscure titles. We are going to be bringing you a review of 1993's. Exorcist parody Repossessed Starring Leslie Nielsen and Linda Blair Hell yeah So until next time You all have a beautiful Thanksgiving And we will talk to you then Have a happy Thanksgiving guys Constantly I kill myself right motherfucking now And still won't die Triumph Wicked clouds never, never die. What? Oh my goody, look a chicken. Keep your money, here's a ticket. Hold up, keep your kids out here. They too young to play in there. Step right up, now strap them in. Lock it tight under his chin. Cramp his arms up to his side. It's gonna be a helly ride. Now with you misplacing items, psychopathic shit up. If you lose your nugget, yo, hatchet ain't responsible Look and wonder if you will, cause we about to whip and kill Think about your every sin, as I tilt a whirly spin They won't fuck the line, put him up front. Welcome to our spectacle. Kearney rides eccentric. Hope you like it, even though have to mingle with the pole. <laughs> hey, you go, sir, have a seat. You got to taste this ride, it's neat. Tell you now the ride is fast. Might want me to hold your cash. We gonna spin until your soul leaves your body dead and cold. Chill your whirly spraying blood all over the neighborhood. <laughs>
dead bodies down We gon' go another round Excuse us what we clean up here Pile them up over there Strap him up and start the show This time speed it up some more Tell me any last request Before your guns rip out your chest Fuck all that, don't give him nothing Slap his ass and press the button Fair enough, another down Kinda for the fuck around Fire up the tilt to world And we'll see you all in hell Ever, ever, ever gonna 